0: blog talk radio I grabbed the mic
1: and tried to stay
0: Boxing fans, and welcome to World Championship Boxing. And today we're going to talk about our 2016 year-end awards. I'm joined once again by Silva. What's up, man?
1: Good evening, Logan, and Merry Christmas to all the fight fans out there as we do our annual awards show. And um, let's get right to it, big man.
0: Okay, now let's just go. We'll just start off with... um, Let's move. We'll start from the Network of the Year. Um, at the bottom here HBO
1: yes. e- oh. Easily HBO because HBO Gave you the majority When you look at the 10 greatest fighters On the planet today HBO has under contract 7 to 8 of them I mean they had Manny Pacquiao They had Canelo's 2 fights on pay per view They had Terrence Crawford uh, uh, Vasiliy Lomachenko Who gave a virtuoso performance Against Nicholas Water last year last last month, they had one of the best fights of the year in the Kovalev Ward showdown on pay-per-view. They just month, month in and month out, and the best announcing team in boxing, you have Jim Lampley, Roy Jones Jr., and Max Kellerman, which might be historically the single greatest boxing announcer team in the history of the sport. So HBO easily the network of the year. Everybody else is battling for second. HBO heads and shoulders above everybody, and they seem to win this award every year since we started this because they have under contract with Golden Boy in top rank seven to eight of the best fighters on the planet.
0: So there was, uh, I mean, years back, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, you had um, Showtime really giving, a, giving them a run for their money. That's in beca-
1: fact, That's because at, the po- at that point, Showtime was in bed with Golden Boy This was before they branched off into Premier Boxing. And and, and since Premier Boxing has begun, you've had some great matchups. Um, One of the best fights of of the year was the the Sean Porter versus Keith Dermott fight that was on CBS. But few and far between has Showtime had great, great fights. HBO has the majority of the best fighters on the planet. Henceforth, they have the best cards.
0: Now there was also the uh, we saw the the beginning of this p- trying to put boxing back on the uh, the networks and that you said
1: was, that was that was Premier Boxing yeah they've had some very good shows they 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 have the the problem with Premier Boxing is they don't associate with other organizations uh, when Premier when Premier Boxing started they had cut off their ties with Golden Boy. Matter of fact, they both sued each other And they, they while they, they Pillaged a lot of Golden Boy's Talent, they have a lot of fighters on the contract, but they don't put these Fighters together now, every once in a while they did Last, uh, couple, uh Last week, they had Jamal Charlo Against Julian Williams, which was a great Match on paper, Charlo knocked him out in the Fifth round, you had the Keith Thurman Sean Porter fight, that was One of the five best fights of the year But that is
0: a clue, that's far second from to H. Right.
1: Well but the, they don't have those matchups all the time. Instead, they'll have Danny Garcia and Errol Spence, two welterweights that are under contract. Instead of fighting each other, fight stiffs that have no shot in the world of beating each of beating of beating them. Hopefully, 2017 will be different because they've got some great cards already starting. And if, if you look at Showtime's cards and Premier Boxing Cards and other networks, you already have great matchups set up for next year, including including Danny Garcia fighting Keith Thurman, which should be a tremendous fight.
0: Yeah, that should be good. Okay, so let's get on to the event of the year, which we just saw recently.
1: In no contest, the Kovalev-Ward pay-per-view matchup last month was the event of the year, was the biggest pay-per-view fight of the year, and it was... uh, A a tremendous fight A tremendous fight Controversial I don't I don't call it controversy Because when a Close fight goes either way I can't see it as a controversy But The majority of the fans Thought Kovalev won And he lost But it was definitely The event of the year Because boxing Was talked about I mean boxing When when that fight ended The next day On the sports talk radios And throughout the newspaper columnists, They were talking about the fight The most A fight has been talked about since the snooze fest between Mayweather and Pacquiao, May of last year.
0: Yeah, and obviously that was the event of the year last year. But this year, I mean, I, my understanding is it didn't do too well on pay-per-view, though.
1: Unfortunately, it didn't. I, it got more buzz because of what happened, but it didn't do. This year, No, not one single pay-per-view this year did over a million buys. Crazy. And th- this is the first year in several years, and probably over ten years, that you didn't have a pay per view that did over a million buys. Henceforth, you got Manny Pacquiao fighting stiffs and Floyd Mayweather retired. Canelo Alvarez is the biggest draw, and he's yet to hit a million without having Mayweather as his dance partner. So
0: yeah, he's the biggest draw, and uh, but he you couldn't give his uh, sh- shitty fight with uh, Amir Khan. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a decent fight, but it was just not a competitive well,
1: one. You knew Khan didn't have a shot in hell of winning the fight.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, Mayweather was criticized because that was going to be his last opponent, and then he decided that uh, he would take uh, a different different person. But
1: if if he wasn't fighting somebody that gave him a threat, it didn't matter who Mayweather was going to fight, and Mayweather wasn't going to fight anybody threatening him. So it was between Andre Berto and Amir Khan. He took Berto, but it wouldn't have mattered; either one would have had no shot in hell of beating him.
0: Yeah, and he knew that. Um, So so this was the. Event of the year, Ward Kovalev, and uh, it was yeah. I mean, it was it definitely was the most anticipated matchup of the year, and it didn't disappoint in the sense that it was very competitive. And
1: yeah, it was and, one of the five best fights of the year. Yeah. And, and and when they do do the rematch, and right now they're haggling over the money. Uh, Kovalev wants more money than Ward, even though Ward is a champion. So right now, the sticking point to a rematch is the money. They they're arguing over the money. When they do come to their senses and sign this rematch, it will do a lot better at the box office and on pay per view, and it'll get it'll garner close to a million buys because of what happened with the first fight.
0: Yeah, yep, and uh, we'll see. I hopefully Ward. I mean Ward definitely. I could see some ring rust, uh, but uh, I, I
1: don't. Also, that, that's no excuse, ring rust. He just he fought three times this year. There was no ring rust.
0: There was no ring rust. He, I thought he he underperformed in that fight. I mean, I think he in the next fight he'll yeah, do better. But it
1: wasn't it wasn't due to ring rust. It, uh, Ward fought three times in 2016.
0: So yeah, you're right. It's not ring rust. Um, but he did fight uh, a lot fewer times in the last five years or three years. Oh,
1: without, uh, in the last five years he's fought nowhere near as many times as Kovalev. Yeah, has fought. Ward has fought as a professional. Five more years of COVID, 11 they said they had the same amount amount of fights.
0: But he had been waiting. He's been waiting around with that uh, contract yeah. problem.
1: Right, right, um, right. Which 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 didn't come. Which didn't didn't um fix itself until the promoter who he was he was trying to get out of contract died. Right, so right. If, if that guy was still alive, one well, might still be on the shelves.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get to comeback fighter of the year, uh, Abner Mares.
1: Yes, last week, Abner Maris defeated Jesus Cuellar to regain the WBA Featherweight Championship. Maris had gone, had lost his two biggest fights in the last two years. Three years ago, he got knocked out in the first round in a shocking upset. The 2013 Upset of the Year to a longtime Mexican standout, but past his prime, Johnny Gonzalez. He lost the featherweight title, getting knocked out in the first round. Then last year, he lost to Leo Santo Cruz, so it looked like his career was spiraling. Um, This was his first fight since losing to Santa Cruz, and he came back and gave a great performance last week in beating the very aggressive uh, Freddie Roach train, Jesus Cuellar, to regain the WBA featherweight championship and put himself back in line for big fights in the very talented featherweight division.
0: Right on. So coming back strong. Abner Marius. All right, good. So any a, anybody else that you wanted to maybe give a uh, close? Uh,
1: Manny, Manny Pacquiao was a contender because he had lost to Mayweather in 2015, came back, beat Tim Bradley again. Then he beat a stiff in Jesse Vargas. Um, but I can't give you comeback fighter of the year. When you beat two guys you're supposed to beat and you refuse to fight Terrence Crawford. So if he would have beaten a Terrence Crawford, then he easily wins. Cross- oh, comeback of the year! But he refused to fight him, so he's a distant second.
0: All right, okay. So then we have the round of the year, which I think there were some strong contenders here. Um, there was
1: a lot, uh, There were several rounds in the Sean Porter Keith Thurman fight. Right. Rounds eight, nine, ten, and twelve that was spectacular. There were several rounds in the in this fight that we're going to talk about. June fourth, two thousand sixteen, round twelve. Um, Francisco Vargas against Orlando Salido, WBA super Life, uh super featherweight championship, a war, and we'll go and announce it right now. This is also the fight of the year, a uh, great and um. There's never a dull fight. has fought everybody. So if you look at a Salido's resume, he's fought one Mel Marquez, Yorkies Gamboa, and he's, he he fought everybody. He beat he's the only man that beat Faseel Lomachenko Orlando Salido has fought everybody and given everybody hell. He's not an easy guy, and he's not a great fighter, but he's a fucking bull, and he's tough. He's got a rock granite chin, and he stays in there and he wears you down. He beats you all over. He hits you in the knees, the thighs, the balls, the shoulders, and he and he makes you engage in a war. And Vargas, second year in a row, he's involved in a fight of the year uh, in, in a fight of the year. A tremendous 12-round war, and it was scored a draw, and they should have been a rematch. But some for some reason, they haven't. They they they're going to fight somebody else next year.
0: Now you have um, some. I guess you could have said that it could have been Ward Kovalev.
1: Ward Kovalev was a contender. You had the Keith Thurman sean Porter fight, which I attended in the Barclays Center. The best fight ever in the history of the bar in the very. Uh, short history of the Barclays Center, a raucous crowd. It was a great fight. I stood up for the last six rounds. Great, great, great fight. The, uh, that that definitely, if, if some publications or organizations named that as his fight of the year, I w- I couldn't argue with it. You had a fight in Japan, the rematch between the ring Bantamweight champion Shunzuki Shunzuke, Yamanaka, and one of the great Panamanian fighters of all time, long-reigned, Bantamweight champion Anselmo Moreno, where they knocked each other down four or five times before finally uh, Moreno was put to sleep in a great war of uh, fans. If you haven't seen this fight, go YouTube it. YouTube both their fights: last year's fight, this year' fight. Two great fights. A Yamanaka, one of the greatest Japanese fighters of all time, and Moreno and him went back and forth and dropped each other several times. That was also definitely a contender. Those. Were the best fights of 2016.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the knockout of the year, Alvarez versus Amir Khan.
1: Second year in a row, Saul Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez comes up with the knockout of the year. Now in this fight, uh, Khan won the th- first three four rounds. Uh, Can- Canelo just watched him. Um, Khan was moving, jabbing, and hitting him like 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 he was tapping him on the shoulder because he's got no pop. I con con is a runner with no punching power. Fuck him. Finally, in the fifth round, Canelo starts banging the body, and you know that eventually. And I didn't I didn't order this fight. This was my birthday, May seventh. I was at a concert with my ex girlfriend. This is right before we broke up. We went to a concert at the Barclay Center. When I came back home, I turned on. Came back home four in the morning. I turned the TV on. I saw that Khan was sleeping as they were interviewing Canelo I was like, oh. Just what I figured. I called it. I told I told everybody on the show, don't bother ordering the fight, because he's gonna put him to sleep. One right hand, and he went down like he was shot. A mere Ch- China Chin Con, another knockout of the year for Canelo Alvarez, who also put to sleep his next opponent, Liam Smith, with a spectacular hook to the body, and Smith was on the was like a dead guppy trying to swim up, get up from that. <laughs> hooked to the body. So Canelo Alvarez has had some impressive one-punch knockouts the last couple of years, but it's time for him to step up and fight Triple G. Let's stop the bullshit. Let's get this fight started. Let's get these negotiations on the way. Triple G will be fighting in Master Square Garden in March against a very dangerous opponent, uh, one of our former Comeback Fighter of the Year winners, and Danny, Danny Jacobs. And, that, and while Triple G should win, Jacobs has power on both hands, and Triple G's defense is very suspect. He's got to be careful not to walk into something.
0: Yeah, okay. And Triple G, yeah, he's he's shown a little bit of some cracks. Uh,
1: and this will be the best fight he's ever fought. And Triple G fought a bunch of stiffs, no names, and never worse. He's finally fighting somebody with a resume. Um, if he knocks out in one or two rounds, I'll be heavily impressed.
0: You don't have here the... Um... The uh, upset of the year.
1: You know what? I I don't have it listed, but I do I do I didn't put it on here. But the upset of the year, and this is this this was um was back in the. Let me get the exact date. they In they, matter of fact, these two guys will be having a rematch in two weeks. I'm glad you told me. I didn't I, I didn't put that down. Surprised I didn't put that down. But you're right. I did not add that. Uh, long time. And he was considered the best fighter in the junior lightweight division before the ascent. now, of course, is Vasyl Lomachenko. But Takashi Uchiyami had held the belt, one of the longest reigning champions in boxing. This past June, I believe it was this past June, it was either late May or June, in his own hometown, fought the unheralded Dominican fighter, Jezreel Corrales. And in the second round, Corrales put Uchiyama to sleep, shocked the world, wins the, 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 the Super Featherweight Championship, and in two weeks in Tokyo, they'll be having a rematch. And if Corrales beat Uchiyama again, it's time for the great one of the greatest Japanese fighters of all time to hang up his, his gloves. Because Jezreel Corrales, while he's got power in both hands, he's your junior a junior lightweight version of Joe Smith Jr., He's got nothing else but power. He, his one thing is to knock you out. He can't outbox you. Uchiyama is a tremendous boxer puncher, and I believe he didn't trade for this fight. He didn't feel that Corrales had no shot. He went in there, hometown, after beating a lot of good fighters, gets put to sleep by a guy that, had, that many people felt had no business being in the ring with him.
0: Hmm. We'll
1: see if that was a fluke because in two weeks, in 12 days, they'll be fighting on New Year's Eve in Tokyo.
0: Obviously, Joe Smith upsetting Hopkins is another one.
1: Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was definitely – and, and Joe Smith's knockout of Andre Fonfara, who was ranked number one or two in the world. He knocked him out in the first round. So Joe Smith had two spectacular upsets this year.
0: Indeed. And um, let's see, who else? Is there any uh, – I guess um, – no, there's nothing uh, There's nothing comparable to those. Uh, oh, oh, well, um, um uh, he could also have him as his as knockout of the year, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, Joe Smith Jr.'s knockout of Bernard Hopkins. I seriously considered <laughs> a voting that as a knockout of the year, but then I went back and said, uh, but which one was, 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 was more violent, even though Hopkins banged his head off?
0: That was a TKO, yeah.
1: He got up. Well, no, he was knocked out. He didn't get back in the ring. He was counted out, 20. But he was he was out on his feet while Khan was all but dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're finally at the finale here. Fighter of the Year, Terrence Crawford.
1: I just want, I just want to get the, the exact date of the knockout. I was wrong, wasn't me, June. Of the corrales Uchiyami fight was April 27th of this year in Tokyo, and they'll be fighting in the same arena and in the same city, Tokyo, in 12 days where he defends the title, his first defense against Uchiyama. And um, Yuchina, Yuchi, and that was the first loss of Uchiyama's career. Uchiyama's beaten a lot of... He's champion for, for almost six years where he gets put to sleep. Okay. Yeah. And the fighter of the year, I was thinking, I was... Seriously, going to go with Lomachenko. I even mentioned that on the Lomachenko greatest performances. Until I realized that Terence Crawford had beaten Victor Postel back in July for the vacant Ring Junior Welterweight Championship, and that was the biggest win other than Ward's win over Kovalev and Lomachenko's win over Walters. And Crawford did it easily. And Crawford is on a great roll. He is deservedly the 2016. Ring Fighter of the Year, based off that tremendous performance against Victor Polczev, Lomachenko was second. Andre Ward third, as far as the 2016 Fighter of the Year.
0: Okay, man, and I think that rounds out our awards here. We'll see once the Ring Awards come out uh, how they match up. But uh... yeah,
1: we we always and it's always very comparable. Usually, out of the seven awards, eight awards we give, five to six are, are similar to. Ring magazines last year was weird because they named Tyson Fury Fighter of the Year and now he's suspended and may never ever fight again. It was as the of awards titles due to his habitual coke habit.
0: <laughs> well, and also HBO, I think they're doing a show, a year end show, where they yeah get...
1: they'll be doing their show in ten days. Yeah. And, um. That and um. But they, their their award show is different than ours. Cause, they lean heavily towards HBO fighters. It's right. Very biased. It's very biased.
0: Of course. It's
1: very, very biased. While we look at the entire landscape, they look at HBO fighters and fights, which yeah. I don't agree with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they just figure we'll 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 rate the ones that are on our show.
1: Uh, it doesn't make sense though. I mean, your your the the fight game is supposed to cover the entire fight game, not the fight game on HBO. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the last couple of years, they've named the Fighters of the Year, Gennady Gennady Golovkin and Terrence Crawford. They were HBO fighters. They've heard fighters from other. And ever since that fight game show started, that's what they've done. And I love Jim Lampley. He's a Hall of Fame announcer, one of the greatest boxing announcers of all time, part of the greatest boxing announcing team of all time. But they got to get off that just looking at HBO shit and awarding HBO fighters. That's bullshit.
0: It is. They're acting like... uh... Vince.
1: So and, I, and 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 it's funny right Ring Magazine I think the reason Ring Magazine gave Tyson Fury that award is they didn't want to be shown as being uh, as, as as being biased. It was the exact opposite of HBO. The fighter of the year should have been Canelo Alvarez, but since Golden Boy owns Ring Magazine and Canelo a Golden Boy fighter, I think they went against the grain and gave it to Tyson Fury. They were the only only per- they were the only organization or publication to give Tyson Fury that bullshit uh, fighter, the worst fighter of the year in the history of boxing. <laughs> and that's the number one. O- uh, the ring awards are the MVP awards. It's, the ring awards are equivalent to the National, National League, American League MVP, the NFL MVP, the NBA MVP. People look at that award and say he was the MVP of boxing. No way in the world Tyson Fury was the MVP of boxing last year. He beat a washed-up, Vladimir Klitschko, in a hug fast Get the fuck out of here.
0: Did Buster Douglas win the year he beat Tyson?
1: No, because he got knocked out by Evander Holyfield the same year he knocked out Mike Tyson.
0: Well, okay. So there you go. Um, it was probably Evander Holyfield then. In, in
1: 1990, the fighter of the year was Julio Cesar Chavez.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember that. He was very, yeah. Uh,
1: and Holyfield was a very close second.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, when he beat Tyson, I guess he was. Um, no,
1: but uh, uh, Yes, when he beat Mike Tyson in 1996. He was easily the fighter of the year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, so we're here now. We, there's a couple uh, people that we need to keep track of. I mean, the heavyweight division's kind of in limbo, like you oh, said. Oh,
1: the heavyweight it's it's most exciting in years, and you have a possible final four coming up. Anthony Joshua Vat, and Vladimir Klitschko have already agreed to fight each other in the spring, and negotiations are ongoing between Joseph Parker and Deontay Wilder. And I have been saying for the last 18 months, the three best young prospects in the heavyweight division are Wilder, Parker, and Joshua. And they might be involved in this tournament. Wilder wants to unify the titles. Joshua wants to unify the titles. Joshua's fighting Klitschko. Klitschko's done. Joshua's going to beat Klitschko. Uh, they, 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 they had the announcement last week. They got in the ring, and Klitschko was all happy because he's getting a big paycheck. But he looked, it was, he's done. Joshua will put him out the pasture, and then Wilder beats Parker, which hopefully, well, they have to sign the fight first, but Joseph Parker's team, um, Bob Arum is his promoter now, and Premier Boxing that that promotes Deontay Wilder are seriously considering doing a joint promotion and having Wilder fight Parker. If that's the case, that's your final four because those are the four best heavyweights on the planet, Joshua, Klitschko, Wilder, and Parker.
0: But that probably won't resolve itself until 2018 at this rate. Well,
1: race. we'll see what happens. Let's, we know Joshua's fighting Klitschko. Joshua is a premier box, is a Showtime fighter, which would make it easy for him to fight Wilder. If the Wilder Parker fight doesn't happen, then I could definitely see a, a, a possible fight in the fall of 2017 between Wilder and Joshua. Remember, while, they, while these two guys are young when it comes to boxing experience. They're not young when it comes to age. Wilder's a little bit over 30, and Joshua's 27, 28. So these guys are looking to make the most money now. The only way these guys are going to make top dollar is by fighting each other.
0: Well, that would be great, man. See if we can get uh, some, some new blood in we there. get a
1: unified, ch- and I mean, whoever, I, I see the finals would be the, the fight. And I've been saying this for two, three years now, Logan, on this program. The next big heavyweight fight will be Joshua versus Wilder, and that will be a bomb-burner because both fighters are carbon copies of each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Wilder is a little better, but, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, can he take Joshua's right cross? And I'm a huge Wilder fan, but if Joshua hits Wilder right, Wilder's going to sleep.
0: <laughs> okay, man, and well... Vice, and vice versa. That's exciting. And then your, 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 your boy... Uh, uh, who's the the uh, any other mentions of any fighters do you want to look at for at 2017?
1: I would like to see where Lomachenko goes now that he's beaten Nicholas Waters and he's beaten the, the the number two guy junior lightweight. I want to see where he goes Does he move up to lightweight. Does he fight? Pa- Does Pacquiao fight him instead of Terence Crawford? If Pacquiao fights Lomachenko, it's like, you know, time c- coming I mean, every. It, you know how things come to a, a, a full circle. His career will come to a full, full circle because he ended De La Hoya's career and Lomachenko will end Pacquiao's career. Whoever Pacquiao decides to fight, Terrence Crawford or Vasil Lomachenko, puts him into retirement permanently.
0: Well, he could fight another tomato can.
1: Uh, I mean, come on. Just <laughs> go home. Go, go, go support the guy you love that's killing people left and right, your president of the Philippines. Hypocritical bastard! <laughs>
0: he's he's uh, looking to fight Mayweather again, right? Is that oh easy?
1: God, help me!
0: I know. <laughs>
1: I think Mayweather could train one week and beat this fucking asshole. Let oh man! come on! I don't want to see that fight.
0: Boycott
1: yeah. that fight if it happens.
0: And we like... should say that you were very laudatory of him when you, when we did his greatest performances. So. Oh,
1: He's the greatest Asian fighter of all time. I'm, it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If this was when he was a great fighter, he's not a great fighter anymore. He, he's past his prime. Call it a day.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean...
1: fights that have no shot at beating him, but he won't fight the guy. And you know the, the, the messed up thing about it, Terrence Croft is a Bob Arum fighter. That fight could be made in second for Pacquiao's losers to make the fight because he knows he'll get his ass kicked.
0: <laughs> okay, and... Um... You, you, so, um, so that's so. Any anybody else you're looking at? In uh, I want.
1: I want. It, I, hopefully, 2017 is also the year Triple G Canelo gets made. I see Triple G winning a difficult at first, but down the stretch, I see him knocking out Danny Jacobs late, and then finally we could have this Canelo Triple G fight. Canelo broke one of his hands, so he still hasn't recuperated fully, just like Deontay Wilder. Um, Trying to see what what else. Um, I want to see who Terrence Crawford is going to fight. He's cleaned up the junior welterweight division. I mean, the only guy left to fight is the suicidal Adrian Broner, and we know what the result of that fight is. Broner wants no piece of Crawford. Um, he wants Pacquiao. Pacquiao doesn't want him. So I I don't know where where where, where um he goes because after the Crawford is beating everybody in his division, it's time for one of these so called great fighters to step up and fight him. Stop running. Um. Jamal Charlo could be the next great big superstar as he knocked out Julian Williams last month, and he's talking about moving up to middleweight. And if Canelo doesn't fight Triple G, Charlo would be a huge, huge fight with for Triple G because he's got a great jab and a great right cross and would give Triple G a lot of problems. I would love to see a Charlo-Triple G fight. So those are guys to look at.
0: Chocolate And what about Chocolate Tito?
1: And a uh, in the in the super flyweight division. He go, he's, he's got three opponents that will be great. A rematch with guys that he beat, Carlos uh, Quadras, that he recently beat for the super flyweight championship. One Francisco Estrada, who he beat a few years back, who, who's also moved up to super flyweight, and a guy who could go down as the greatest Japanese fighter of all time, Inoue from Japan who's got both hands, and that would be another great fight. So Chocolate Tito has three great opponents that he could uh, engage in a tremendous, tremendous fight. Then um, uh, you, the Kovalev Ward, once they rematch, once they get get past the money inside, that would be a very interesting fight and could be another classic.
0: Yeah, and then you have um, um, Adonis sitting out there uh,
1: Adonis will fight. Will fight Ward. He won't fight Kovalev. So if Ward beats Kovalev in a rematch, you can see a Ward Stevenson fight down the line.
0: hmm Okay, man. So looking. And,
1: uh, don't be surprised if Joe Smith Jr. fights Stevenson, and he would be a live underdog. Stevenson has a shaky chin, and if he walks into one of them shots, he could be put to sleep.
0: There you go. Coming off that win with Hopkins. Uh, so okay, man. We'll. Um... We'll pick it up next year, man. And it's been a been an exciting year of boxing. And uh, we're probably going to be even better next year. So.
1: And, and our next greatest performance show will be on Puerto Rican um, great, former lightweight and junior welterweight champion, Edwin Chapo Rosario.
0: All right. Looking forward to that. So, yeah, we're going to be uh, – so we wish you guys Happy New Year. Thanks for supporting the show.
1: Hey, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, Logan. I will talk to you after the new year. You enjoy the next two weeks with your wife. And I will speak to you in the new year, big man.
0: Yes, indeed. Happy New Year to everyone of our listeners. You can always check us out at geekdom101.com. One silver man. Speak to you soon.
1: Talk to you later, big man. Thanks. Peace. You.